0: All right, I guess no intro today. Good morning, Warrior Maniacs. And how are you today? My name is Shaddy Crypto with a K. And I'm wishing you guys all a great day. So I want to welcome you back to another episode of your favorite crypto channel. Good morning, Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. Labs is wrapping up his vacation. I'll be joining you with several of my three T family members. And our special guest. But before but before I get to her, we've got the man that even George Clooney himself would be jealous of with that full head of hair. Super G. Along with the kid that Coach likes to call the NFT king. I call him the NFT prince because I believe the king is still alive. NFT Toes in the house. And of course, we save our best for last. She needs no introduction. The queen of NFTs, XRP Jenna. In the house with us to talk about our favorite topics, folks. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing what the future holds for cryptocurrency. according to the WEF. Big, big week this week. WF WEF at Davos. Accenture executive says self-custody is key to crypto portability. We got the five best altcoins for 2023. Not financial advice. Iran and Russia create a stable coin backed by gold. Coin executives say long-term crypto adoption depends apparently on regulation. South Korea launches their own public metaverse for its people. And CZ tells Kramer, please keep the fun coming. And our top story of the day, the largest financial advisor, Devere Group, says the Great Reset would fail if cryptocurrency does not get regulated. Very, very interesting. So our show is available live on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at the 3T Warrior Academy. So with that said, before we hop into it, I want to kick it over to our special guest, XRP Jenna in the house. Jenna, how you doing today, kiddo?
1: I'm doing awesome, Johnny. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm excited to uh, hit these topics with you guys. Sounds like a really, really jam-packed, awesome morning. So thank oh, you.
0: That's, that's awesome. Thank you, Jenna. We're always happy to have you on board too. Mr. Clooney, how are you doing there today, my friend? How's everything going?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. You know, yesterday was a great show. I, I got to host, you know, I'm usually not on Tuesdays, but, um, Like you said, I'm kind of just filling in, and super excited to get to be with Jenna. And because I think Jenna's usually, I oh, last time you were with, um, we had two special guests, so I wasn't get, I couldn't be on with Jenna. So, uh, so it's cool to get be on with Jenna. But yeah, it's going to be a great show. Appreciate all the love and support yesterday, guys. Really do.
0: Yes, and uh, Gonzo killing it yesterday as we all try to fill in for the the wonderful Abs who was uh, who's enjoying a vacation. So good for him, and he's get to spend some time with his family. And uh, with that said, last but not least, NFT Tones in the house. Looks like
3: he just got out of out of bed or maybe out of the shower. How are we doing today, Tones? How are you feeling? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. This weekend was amazing. The show is going to be amazing. The Last of Us just premiered. Let's get ones in the chat if you just watched The Last of Us premiere because that show is goddamn off the charts.
0: Yeah, that is the hot thing. I hear everybody talking about The Last of Us. Hopefully, it won't be The Last of Us. Looks like we got more likes today than the World Economic Forum. Not a good thing. That's why the world is, is not aware of what's going on today, folks. Start paying attention because what happens there usually tends to follow not that long thereafter. But that said, we'll get this show started like we always do, showing you our Good Morning Crypto channel. We've got 2,600 followers. Please come and follow us, tweet, send us a comment. We love you. We appreciate you guys, and we love uh, we love chatting with you guys. So that said, we'll hop in. We'll kick the story off like we always do. Look at this, Godzo. We are finally out of the fear zone. We were sitting in there for the longest time in the 20s, but now we doubled that zone so bitch. We're sitting at a 51. We're in the neutral zone. How are you feeling about this, Jenna? Are you thinking about the markets any different now that we're no longer in the fear zone?
1: Yeah, not really. I mean, it's kind of actually makes me sad because I wanted more time to accumulate lower prices. But I mean, we're still way down from what we were in 2021. So, I mean, it's it's fine. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Need more.
0: I follow your I, I i follow your sentiment. Exactly. I love the fear zone. I hate the greed zone because that means I got to make decisions. Mm-hmm. I love when it's easy that I just have to decide whether I want to buy and when I'm going to buy. <laughs> it's a lot easier to do that in the fear zone But let's take a look today at what's happening, Gonzo We got a lot of green out there today it Looks like Casper is stealing the day Let's see what it's actually doing We're up to three and a half cent, 3.7 cents on the day I love me some Casper, I've been stacking that one but We got Gala also popping That's another one of my favorites Sitting at 5 cents today uh, Ave and a couple other ones taking the show Gonzo, anything you see here? Anything sticking out of you that you like?
2: No, I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, after I did the show, you kind of went into some markets and, and charts and stuff like that. And, you know, people just, like, don't want to let go, right? Like, they, they, they continue to short thinking that we're going to get that, um, that, that pullback. And I think that eventually we will. But right now, on the shorter timeframes, uh, like, if you're a pattern trader, like, Bitcoin's just flagging out, right? And so I, I think that we're, we're moving up. I mean, it's all probabilities, right? We're looking at risk-reward. But we have more signs of us, like we've been moving sideways, and I think we're going we're gonna to go up a little bit more before we have that pullback that tells us where that level is. You know, everyone is talking about somewhere around 195, 18 something, right, where we find the new support. So we'll wait to see what happens. But definitely when you're looking at stochastics RSI, usually when those things reset, we were coming down. What's happening now is when they reset, we're moving sideways, right? And that's why we continue to kind of pump up. So, uh, you know, got to take it day by day. But uh, yeah, what I'm waiting for is for Bitcoin to finally kind of pull back some, so I can pull back some of the altcoins and then I'll continue to start DCA. But like Jenna said, depending on when you got in, like we're still way down from the top where we were, right? We're so far away from all time highs. So everyone has to have their own plan. So if you were dollar cost averaging last year, and you're kind of underwater. Then it's probably a good time for you to dollar cost average. But if you were getting in at these lower prices, then 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 it's probably not. But it's up to you, right?
0: Yeah, hey, Gonzo. So I keep hearing some of the experts still saying that Bitcoin is not done yet. It has to hit ten to twelve thousand before we're done. Do you believe that?
2: You mean go back down to we ten to twelve? I
0: retest it one more time before we're gone.
2: Um, you know, we have to see. I think we're kind of in an automatic rally. I think you have to take it day by day. Like I said. The true test is going to be when we get back down to 19.5, right? If we hold that and we bounce off of that, then that means for now 15.8 is the bottom, right? Um, If we don't hold that, then that's where you see it coming down. But I think what's happened is – 2022 was just horrible, right? It's almost like, uh, you know, a victim that's getting beat up every day. And then you just don't believe when you get out of it, right, that it's it's going to be all right. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing, almost like PTSD, right? Everybody's used to like some black swan or the market just continuing to go down. And and I think that's how the market is set up, right? I think we're going to continue to move up before we have a, a correction. The question is, how big is that correction going to be? Because that's going to tell us. Are we going to go down lower or are we going to just make a higher high and then just keep moving up from there?
0: Yeah, I guess that's what we're going to find out. Time will tell. Tones, anything you see on this green chart that has you excited today?
3: I mean, we got Gala up. We got FTM up. We got Curve up. We got so much. We got green today. And you know what? I kind of like seeing a green because seeing red all the time, is kind of a – I don't know. It's definitely not good for the heart. <laughs> but uh, yeah. other than that, I feel like – you just got to kind of have a plan, know what you're doing. Now that the market's neutral, you definitely got to be a little more wary because it, it you kind of have to come to the point in time where you got to make decisions. It's not always just constantly DCAing right now because you could make a mistake and you definitely don't want to be doing that right now.
0: Yeah, well, we are sitting at a market cap of $989 trillion. We're just about ready to kiss a trillion dollars. It's been a while since we've been over a trillion. It was nice when we were at $3 trillion, so we lost about $2 trillion already. But hopefully, we'll break that $1 trillion number and maybe be able to hold it this time. But we got Bitcoin at 21100 We got Ethereum over 1500 We got BNB at 300 X, I don't know why they even have stable coins in here. We got XRP at 38 cents. Binance, uh, again, stable coins. Cardano, 34 cents. Polygon breaking a dollar. No surprise there. That seemed pretty strong through the whole bearish part of 2022. Anyway, Polygon seemed to be running. Solano almost back to where it was before the FTX debacle at 23. Polkadot, $6 almost. Shiba Inu, I'm not even going to bother because it's too many zeros. We've got. Cosmos $12. Chainlink, $6 for Chainlink. God, that feels like a steal. And uh, let me get to my favorite. Where are you? I know you're on here. Well, Stellar is at eight cents. And of course, there's our beloved Quant at 130. I'll talk, talk about strength. How about Quant Gonzo? Throughout this whole entire time, quant has just it. That baby will not come down and kiss 40. I don't think we're gonna see 40 or 60 again. Any comments on that one before we move on?
2: Yeah, you know, structurally, it's just done really well, just like BNB, right? If you look at the BNB chart, it has has held up since the initial crash extremely well, right? And so I don't know if that says something more about BNB or that Binance is one of the better exchanges, or there's some kind of manipulation that keeps it that way, right? Uh, But yeah, Quant just like it didn't, you know, we we thought we were going to get more of a correction and we didn't. And so now we're kind of moving into this automatic rally stage. But you know, eventually, Uh, What happens with automatic rally is they roll over and they go into springs. Right. And that spring is usually a double bottom or sometimes it even goes a little bit lower. So, I mean, that's more for like the future of what's going to happen in the next few months. Right. We have an eclipse in April. um, And so uh, it'll be a solar eclipse. So, you know, we'll 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 get there when we get there. But like overall, 2023 has been like gangbusters. Right. We've been off to the races.
0: Yes, we have. No question about it. And to our our man, Sam James out there, yes, if you got stuff you want to send me, DM it, tweet it, message me below, or share it here in the chat with everybody, and we'll have a chat about it. But uh, Jenna, as we move on, we'll start with our our top story or one of our main stories of the day. I love my man, CZ. (laughs) He's always pulling, he's always ripping on somebody. And today he was ripping on our man, Kramer. We all know about Kramer, right? And when we look at Kramer, Um, he says, (laughs) actually, let me start with this because I think this is more important. So this is awesome. Somebody sent me this tweet the other day. I think it was yesterday. So on the 9th, Kramer comes out and says in the afternoon, you know, Hey, wait, this market rally is not going to last. The market's crap, blah, blah, blah. And then two days later when the market pumps, what does Kramer do? This market can rally for the next couple months. It's hot. It's great. This guy is, I mean, you want to talk, let me grab it. Let me just—we all know where my man sits. He's very, very close to the end on the rat snake weasel list, Jenna. We know that this man can't make up his mind. He speaks out of both sides. One day it's a, the the it's it's gloomy. The next day the world is fantastic. What's going on here, Jenna? Do you believe Kramer, Kramer? for a minute here.
1: I believe if you want to make money in crypto, to do the opposite of what he says, <laughs> like a hundred percent right. Make up your mind, dude. I wouldn't even pay this guy any attention. He is an idiot.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it. He's certainly earned that. And he's he's earned the attention of my man, CZ. Uh, CZ says, it looks like a failed crypto prediction by Kramer. Again, on the 9th, Kramer urged his followers the opportunity to get out of crypto. It can't be trusted, as I just showed you. And then two days later, the biggest crypto market in the world, Bitcoin, has managed to spike from 16000 to 20000 right after he said that. So my man, CZ, comes out and says, hey, Kramer, keep spreading the fun <laughs> so this way the market can keep rising it is so true jenna if you want to make money in this marketplace it's so simple guys just watch what kramer says and do the opposite so simple it's probably the easiest business model <laughs> out there in the world but well, we all know he's a rat snake weasel and king of the rat snake weasel at the top there so we're gonna move on from him and we're gonna johnny talk- yeah he,
2: he was not only like the like the reverse or like the the signal that we're going to go on a run but like an epic run right like i think it's 15 days like bitcoin hasn't gone on 15 days of green candles and i think it's been years i'm trying to remember i'm going off the top of the head but like it was not only like a run it was like an epic run 15 days of green candles in a row which bitcoin doesn't do all the time i think it was in uh, a couple of bull runs ago the last time it's done that i mean it's pretty wild so it's funny as hell
0: yeah, I know you're you're spot on. Um at the end of the day, I think it said we haven't seen a run like this since 2021. So thank you Jim Cramer. Where you're out there, buddy. We love you. Keep bashing crypto. Keep telling us it's going to go down. Keep telling the world it's over, Jimmy. We love you, baby. Keep it coming. Just keep at keep that fun coming. I love it. I love it. But with that said, we're going to need him in 2023 and 2024. So we need him to stick around for a while. But uh you know, let's hop into what's really important this week. This is the week of Davos, folks. If you're not paying attention, if you're not aware, the World Economic Forum meets every year in Davos, and they are meeting this week today. It started yesterday, but let's hop in. This article is a couple weeks old, but I kind of want to share this first and get your guys' opinion as we go around the room, and then we'll talk about a bunch of articles that's coming out because the World Economic Forum, the biggest agenda that I kept seeing, was it was all about crypto, Uh, but let's hop into this article first where they talk about Three major topics. One, the 2022 was a terrible year for cryptocurrency. Yeah, thanks. We all know that. Two, we could see the hand... This is important. We could see the handover of crypto, technologies, and blockchain infrastructure to a more regulated and established institutions, which would actually be really good for crypto in the long run. And three, cryptography and blockchains will continue to be integral parts of the economic toolkit. So... These are things you want to be aware of when you hear the World Economic Forum talking about them, because these guys are the ones that, you know, a lot of powerful rich people meet to plan on what's going to happen in the future in the economic marketplace. So it says here, you know, obviously we all know 2022 was terrible, but one of the fundamental reasons is because the fundamental trust in crypto was lost. We know that we saw so many things blow up in 2022 that just made most retailers lose confidence in crypto. And part of the reason why I think we're absolutely near the bottom, Gonzo, is when you look at everything that happened, how much more shit could go wrong? I mean, you had everything fail, right? Three arrows, FTX, yeah, the Gemini, Genesis, everything's failing left and right. Trying to kill Bitcoin, yet that soul bitch is still standing. It hit 15,000, but it's still standing. And, and it means that for the most part, a lot of the negative news, and things like that are out of the market now. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But it says here the promise of crypto finance, which is supposed to be a correction to many of the misdeeds that gave the 20,000 a rise is waning. Right. So that whole negativeness now has kind of been out of the market. Policymakers who have been sounding the alarm about crypto excessive risks while failing to create regulation have been vindicated. By not only one, but multiple large-scale failures, as we just talked about. Right, Gonzo? So what do you think in terms of now that we've seen a lot of the crypto market explode? Do you think we're finally near the bottom, Gonzo,
2: or do we still have more to go? Uh, Yeah, sorry, Johnny. I I guess we got Gary Gensler in the house. He's in our chat. I've seen him uh, 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 in other communities, too. It's hella funny. Hello, Gary Gensler. How are you doing? Welcome to the Good Morning Crypto Show. But um, yeah, you know, like, so 2022, like we said, you know, uh, it, it was, we took a lot of shit for being in crypto, right? Like, it was one bad event after one bad event after one bad event. And like, people that weren't here, like, I got, I'm sure we got a lot of shit from our family members and our friends. We heard all this shit about, it's a scam. It's going to zero. You're stupid. You know, what are you doing? And so you know we started twenty twenty three with uh, with gangbusters and I and like I said we just need to kind of keep watching it. Um, I I think that Bitcoin still has more to move up. Right, we're looking at uh, I think the twenty five k level and then maybe then some. So you got to kind of take it day by day. You kind of look at the smaller time frames as they roll into the larger time frames, but. Um, I do think that, um, for now, it looks like that, like the bottom is in, right? And then you, you're, you're also going to see a, a switch in sentiment, right? Whereas last year, it was all about crypto is a scam, it's a fraud, it's going to zero. Now you got these guys that are going to start talking about regulation, right? That regulation is going to come in, that they're going to save crypto, they're going to fix crypto because crypto was broken, right? When we know it wasn't broken, it was the centralized exchanges. That, that model is broken, right? And I'm not saying that we don't need them, I'm just saying, That when you have something like an FTX, it's all about greed, right? It had nothing to do about blockchain or crypto assets. It had to do with a group of people that were super greedy. Um, And so I think that that's the next narrative that's coming, right, Uh, is is regulation. Um, And, you know, those guys were packing their bags. Smart Money was packing their bags uh, at the end of last year and probably the beginning of this year for what's to come, you know, at the end of 2023.
0: Yeah, we're going to find out. But to diehard cryptopians, it says here, in some of the 22 twenty two was, was not just another crypto winter, Jenna, but they actually call it an ice age. No question. We all got frozen. Broad losses of confidence, economic value, market marked littered with tombstones of failed projects and firms everywhere, cats and dogs dying and everything going nuts over here. Perhaps the era of crypto speculation remain in the ice age, it says. However... Just as in the dot com bubble bursting in the early 2000s, and you guys, you and Tones may not remember it. You might have been in diapers, maybe you weren't, but I know I certainly was, and I was there living through it. And I remember, you know, that while you had the dot coms bubbles bursting in 2000, what really happened was it handed over the, you know, the future of the internet to more durable companies, sustainable business models. Perhaps, you know, what they're saying here is in 2022, maybe that hands the mark over or marks the handover of crypto technology to more steadier hands. What do you think, Jenna? Do you think we're going to see a shift of crypto being this kind of wild, wild west thing to moving into some more stable hands, companies and regulatory agencies where now it can grow the way the internet was allowed to grow after the dot-com bubble?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think that it's going to happen overnight. I mean, especially not here in the U.S. Now, if you look at like Dubai, they are way ahead of us with this. And, you know, they have Vera that does like the regulatory body and everything over there. So I think that we will get there and we will catch up. Um, but you have to realize like the narrative can change at any time. Like these people control everything. Right. And literally overnight, they can tell you crypto's bad. Everybody get rid of it. Shake all the weak hands out. And, you know, the next day, hey, crypto is great. It's not going anywhere. And this is going to be life now. And then people are like, oh, shit. And then just like that, green candles overnight, guys. So it's like I think this next bull run um, for altcoins is really, really going to have a lot to do with utility. I think a lot of us really feel that because of everything that we've seen. We've already had, you know, the meme run um, and just all of the shit coins, the BNB, the pump and dumps and everything like that. Um, I think we know what to look for in NFT projects. But I think also gaming tokens, I think they're always going to have good runs as well. I I, just everybody likes gaming. So as long as it's a really good project and, you know, they're following with regulations and everything. Definitely good to look at, but I don't think we can go wrong with the utility tokens and especially like the ISO two zero zero two twos. because if you're looking at the World Economic Forum, we know like some really high up people such as Brad Garlinghouse sit on the board of that. So we really need to be paying attention. I'm not so much paying attention to like the AI tokens right now that have already pumped. I think we need to just kind of like stay back, watch what they're doing, be aware of it, but I'm not chasing those green candles.
0: I don't blame you at all. AI is hot right now, and that's exactly what the elites want for you to chase them. And chasing them is not gonna not not a good way to make money buying that FOMO. But uh, Gonzo, when we look at the test of the staying power, they talk about test of the staying power, of digital assets and blockchain at the core financial services and other areas of the global economy. Watch, I love this line. They say, "Watch what the big banks and mature financial services do." Not what they say. Hmm, where do we hear that all the time? We talk about that all the time on this show. But what I found very interesting, Gonzo, was this article. Check out this chart right here. This is the total value of settlement by stable coins by year. Now, look at 2019. You couldn't even see stable coins. They were like nothing, right? Bare- barely even a, a thing. And then in 2020, slightly bigger. But then look what happened in 2021 and 2022. Like, boom. Holy shit. Here we are. We got a whole world where we got stable coins actually meaning something, Gonzo. What can you what do you think here about the fact that stable coin, and not only that, you can actually see not only are stable coins, you know, taking over, at least growing in this space, but you see a shift here from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two with tether losing some ground to USDC. What's your thoughts long term on the on the stable coin market? Up. Yeah,
2: I think that that's where we're going to first see the regulation come in, right? Because that's kind of already on the table. But when you look at stablecoins, um, there was a tweet that I, I, I was reading. I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday. But when you look at like Visa and MasterCard settlements, USDT uh, settles has settled more than uh, I think it was MasterCard. It might have been Visa, but one of them when you go one for one, when you add USDT and USDC together – Um, they've settled more than Visa and MasterCard put together. I want to say it was almost double, right, when you combine USDT and USDC. So it's being used, right? So when they sit there and they tell you that, you know, cryptocurrency is a scam or that stablecoins are a scam, um, when you're talking about USDT or USDC, there's a lot of money that gets moved using those, right? And they're absolutely not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're settling uh, more than Visa and MasterCard put together when you <laughs> combine those two. So all that's going to do is just grow even more, right?
0: Yeah, no question about it. I think you're going to see regulation come there. You're going to see growth. They're going to make people feel comfortable with stable coins. And tones, while they say here, the most famous vault face, <laughs> vaulting face policy towards crypto blockchain belongs to JP Morgan. We all know what what, what the Jamie Dimon said in 2017 If his employees use crypto they're getting fired yet they are no longer alone among major financial institutions embracing web 3.0 so they say one thing and do another they embrace uh, the embrace of crypto technology is equally inevitable, even if it feels like a bad word it says here history is riddled by examples of otherwise good or neutral technologies being co-opted by bad actors and those ever present human follies of greed Nest uh, science, risks of opportunity and outright criminality. However, it says the crypto market, crypto punishes these people, these bad actors at a high speed, giving bad actors few places to high tones. What do you think in terms of, you know, we've seen FTX get punished pretty quickly. Um, all these agencies, if they don't have the money, they get punished pretty quickly. In your, in your uh, opinion here, do you see this continuing or do you think we're finally going to get some good actors
3: coming in the space. I mean, I I'd like to say that I think we're going to finally get some good actors into this space. I mean, when push comes to so- shove, I mean, we know that there's a lot of greedy people out there in the world and we know that people only care about themselves. I mean, look at how many projects were rug pulled. look at how many coins were created out there. And most of them are meme coins or crap coins that don't have any utility. So, I mean, It's just crazy to pay attention to what is actually real. I mean, we have a bunch of people telling us to do one thing and we should be doing the opposite thing. And so it's really hard to pay attention and to stay on top of this because there's so much going on and there's so much misinformation going around that you can't really trust most of these sources online. So you have to be really, really careful where you're getting your information from and trust the source if you're going to make decisions.
0: Yep, yeah, no question about that. I just I have to bring up this comment. So, Dynamite asks, Is 10 to $20 worth profiting? I get FOMO, but I remind myself, HODL for 2024 20, to 23. I tell this story all the time on this show, Dynamite. I, I bought Amazon at 17, I sold at 27. That was a $10 profit. Now, I ask you, Was it worth it? Then, some bitch went to 3300 20 years later. So, no, it's not worth it. Definitely HODL. Don't make a Johnny crypto mistake and be a retard and sell for $10 profit. We are so early in this thing. By the way, I'm not a financial advisor. That is financial advice. You do whatever the hell you want. But I'm just telling you, I ain't making the Johnny crypto mistake twice in the same lifetime. I've been there. ain't doing it. No, not selling. Not again. But anyway, I just had to bring that up because it was a lesson learned that's important that I think we all can learn from other people's mistakes so we don't make them. Well, that said, Jenna. Talk share. Remember about how crypto was born from the anonymous trading activities on the so called dark web. And then insidious global ransomware attacks like WannaCry in 2017 spread worldwide uh, days delivered by seemingly innocuous emails and triggered by per- perilous human curiosity between keyboard and share. Basically, saying, you know, the internet had its problems, but did we ban the internet? Did we stop it from happening because we had people sending out bad emails or hacking? No. What happened was at the end of the day, When it got in the hands of responsible actors and encouraging their response, we saw the internet boom. And the question here is, and they're they're saying, we believe the same thing will happen here in crypto. For those who are patient and sit tight, they'll be rewarded. Says, herein lies, though, the key for regulatory and policy conundrum with the epic crypto failures. The countries that enable responsible competition will shape the future, Jenna. Crypto says crypto... The cryptography and blockchains will continue to be integral parts of the modern economic toolkit. So Jenna, how are you thinking when you think of this space and you think of the crypto market? Are you feeling good about the long term future prospects of it concerning all the debacles we had in 2020? Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm here. I mean, we're going to need to have like the regulation, everything like that. But just like they said, just because bad things happen on the Internet doesn't mean that the Internet itself goes away. That means that, okay, you have to put policies in place and, you know, you have to take action. And there's always going to be bad actors. And let's be real. There's more in the crypto space right now than um, than there probably are good actors. It's very, very appealing. But that's just why you have to. Do your research and just know what you're buying and who you're talking to. And you know, you have to do your own research. But yeah, bullish on the future. This Web3 is it.
0: Yeah, Jenny, you're so spot on. It's so important that when you get into this space, you have to first recognize you are in the wild, wild west, right? We all got guns settled on our side. Anybody could shoot anybody. Right now, there's no regulation. So you have to be very careful, just like my stupid camera out of focus and you have to be in focus and know exactly what you want to invest in. You need to know the market really well and you need to diversify your risk. Like, like Andrew says on the show, Oh, put two to $500, you know, into these different cryptos and you see what happens, right? Because we just don't know where this whole place is going in the long run, but we're going to hop on to our next article. Cause we're running out of time already. I'm not even sure we're going to get to the main article today, but at Davos 2023, one of the top, one of the big stories coming out of this Gonzo was Accenture CEO, or executives saying that the future of crypto self-custody will be portability. And we do know um, he says the center is leaning heavily towards the potential Web 3.0. Speaking at the World Economic Forum at Dovos, Trent said, Treat said the metaverse could enable capabilities, including augmented reality, which we all know as AR, virtual reality, which we know is VR, and the ability to tokenize and identify mo- money and objects, basically NFTs, right? Can simultaneously, simultaneously shift business models and tap into new revenue streams, according to the report. It comes down to building architectural patterns that establishes trust with users in the event that something goes wrong. Because that's the whole thing right now, Gonzo. Everybody in the mother is worried about crypto being a scam. But you can see here, he talks about three key items here. That Do you agree with him that these are what's going to drive this crypto space?
2: Um, I, I do, I'm going off the top of my head, but when you talk about where it's going, when we talk about wallets, right. And, and crypto storage, that's going to be huge, right? Uh, the, perf- the the, people that get that right or create the application where it's less, um, uh, it, I don't want to say it's hard because it's not hard, but it is like, you have to know what you're doing. Right. And, and when it comes to like seed phrases, like you can't lose your seed phrase or like you're screwed, right? You lose your wallet. So The guys that create the wallets, and that's why I was always interested in like Solana's mobile stack, right, in the phone, right? Because I feel like the first person to get the wallet, right, that's easy to use, that mainstream people that aren't crypto people can use easily, and you can put it into a device like this, right? Um, I I think that's going to be huge, right? I think it's going to be a game changer. And if you look at like the evolution of cold storage, right? When you start looking at like your treasures or your ledgers, right? It, it's like uh, uh, like with ledger, it looks like a USB drive, right? They're new stacks. What does it look like? To me, it looks like our iPods when we before we had the iPhone, right? I feel like these guys, it's like the evolution, right? Now they, they look really nice. It's sleek, you know, it has a big screen, so it's easier to use. And so uh, I, I think that's kind of like the future of where we're going. Um, uh, it'll be like wallets and like cold storage, but that's easy to use and that gets blended into like a a phone. I I really do think that that is the future, right? And then besides what like Coach talks about, where like our banks are going to be like exchanges where they're going to house your crypto and there's going to be some type of insurance. So they're insured just like they take your money and, and, and and it's FDIC insured. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. So you're going to have people like Coinbase that become kind of like banks too, or Ripple. Ripple becomes kind of like a bank and an exchange, right? I think that's kind of where we're going to at some point way in the future.
0: Yeah, and we have 331 followers, viewers, guys. Smash that like button. You hear that, so much? A couple, I hit it three times, not once, not twice, but three times. Um, So we, we want to get that story, uh, get folks watching. But Jenna, so he talks here about, um, this requires some governance and audit control and ability to think through the hybrid structures that we're working with to do uh, to do things in different creative ways. He says the key step in portability is where users should be able to have a portable device that can be used across different blockchains. He says I, And so he's, he's talking to himself saying, I need to be able to bring that object and that identity that I've received or my money. And take it to a different digital context. He says, and if that's a different ledger with a different wallet, it's a pretty dystopian outcome. So he doesn't believe ledgers are the place to be. He believes it's going to be, I think, what Gonzo was talking about, the Solana phone. We know that. uh, We already saw that Samsung said that the next phone, I think whatever the next model is going to come out with a wallet integrated into it. Jenna, do you believe that that is the future? Will everybody be carrying their wallets on their cell phones?
1: Oh, I think you're going to be carrying your wallet in a microchip. People are already doing it. Just give, just give me the chip already. I don't. I'll take it. You put they it right here, like right, right here, right or
0: left hand. Which hand are you putting it in? Oh, you got it already. There we go. There, right with the X's. <laughs>
1: X mark. <off. laughs> I might psych you out. Do it on this one. Just to be safe. But yeah, no, I I think it's going to be, especially when we get into like UBI and stuff like that. You know, think about the homeless people that don't have phones, right? That you're going to try to help with this stuff. How are they going to keep their crypto wallet and everything on them? It's probably going to end up being a microchip. Like they don't know that these things are going on. They don't know that these are available to them. You know, they will get beat up and, and their phone taken. Like they just don't get to have those things. So I think if um, they really want to make an impact in the world, I think that a lot of people, it's going to start there.
0: Yeah. And you bring up a good point. If, if everybody's wallets on their phones and everybody knows it's on their phones, You're going to get a lot. No one's going to be stealing purses anymore. There's going to be a lot more stolen wallets coming out than purses for sure. Uh, So I think, well, you know, that's something to think about. And obviously, if it's in your hand, that's going to be ugly when people start chopping off your hand to steal your chip. So, you know, you may may want to think twice about getting that chip, folks. We've seen them movies. Uh, We got abs in the house out there, buddy. I just want to show a shout out to you. I don't know why you're here and not uh, not on rides, but anyway, we love you, brother. We appreciate you. Can't wait to have you back tomorrow. Well, with that said, we're going to hop into our next story uh, of the day. Tones, what are the best altcoins for 2023? I thought this article was pretty interesting. I'm going to pop through it. Uh, there's five coins they mentioned. Medicaid was the first one. I'm going to skip it because I think this article was written just to promote that one. Uh, you can't even really buy it yet. It's still kind of in a pre-sale. But top five, co- uh, so let's talk the top four coins on this article. The first one they bring up is Litecoin. They say Litecoin can achieve block finality in three and a half minutes, significantly faster than Bitcoin's 10 minutes approach. However, unlike other blockchains, Litecoin does not support the development of decentralized apps. Litecoin focuses mainly on just being a medium of exchange for individuals and in merchants worldwide. The reason why I kind of thought this are, this one even had a chance, though, it does say over 2,000 shops. I didn't know this. This was surprising to me. Over 2,000 shops and other retailers already accept Litecoin for payment. I don't. Did you? Did you guys know that that it actually has that many out there already?
2: Um, well, I, I did because it's a you know it's an OG. It's been around for a while, and I think recently it's gotten a pump going back to last year because of that whole talk with like Bitcoin being a commodity and Litecoin, the protocol, it kind of follows what Bitcoin does. It has a having. It's proof of work, and so. Um, I think Michael Saylor even made a comment about like if any other one was going to be considered a commodity, commodity, it would be Litecoin. Um, but I mean, like we all know, there's there's always better tech, right? Uh, but better tech doesn't always win, right? And so we, we have to see how it plays out. I I don't I'm not uh, I, I don't invest in Litecoin. I don't have any Litecoin, so uh, yeah. I, I don't know about Jenna, but
0: <laughs> no, Jenna's like yeah, no, no, no. I got the chip, the chip. It's it's so everybody.
1: boring. Litecoin is so boring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so old. It's like like you said, it's the old OG. I do need to address uh, another comment that came up for our audience because this show is for you guys. Why do we need more regulations, it says Sin Marks? It will only favor our handlers. Sin, I'll tell you why we need more. In Well, I'll pass it around the room, but I'll give you my two cents. The reason why we need it, one, is because the wild, wild west that's going on. If you ever want it to end and you want any trust in this space, you need to have some rules in place. So if people break them, they go to jail. And two, the real money. It's called the institutional money. And guess what? It's sitting on the sidelines right now. right? This one to $2 trillion that you see, that's retail money for the most part. And maybe there's a little bit of a You want real money coming into the space to drive it? The only way that can happen is once regulation is in place and then these large institutions can actually invest in it. They're not even allowed to legally. Invest in it without some of these SEC rules in place. So guys, I don't know if you have any other comments. If not, I'm going to move on. But I just thought that was something
2: important. Yeah, I no, you, you got it. You got it, Johnny. I mean, not so much regulation, but guidelines. These guys need guidelines. You talk about the sovereign wealth funds, the retirement funds. It's hundreds of billions of dollars. And um, if they want to put in one to 2%, like in riskier assets, which this is what it'd be, they got to have some kind of a guideline because they're not going to go against the SEC. And when that happens, you're talking about a shit ton of money that comes into the space. And exactly.
0: So we love a shit ton of money. And absolutely, Gary, just let me know when you're available. I'll be happy to come knock on your door. Please don't find me or sue me, though, if I come and visit you like you did the XRP. But I'd be happy to sit down with you and talk about why regulation could be good in this space. But with that said, Tones, as we move on to number three on the list, we got one of your favorites, Sandbox. It says here is an open world metaverse game that allows the users to build their own gaming experiences. Players can buy, sell, and create digital assets. That can be monetized within the gaming sandbox gaming world. It allows users to create their own games in sandbox. The scope and scale of the virtual landscape is constantly evolving. But this part was interesting. It says all games can be minted as NFTs and sold on the platform. Oh, no, this part here. Sandbox is is one of the most widely used blockchain games with the sand token regularly being the top metaverse project by market cap and compared to... Something that I saw my kids always playing. I don't know why the hell they played it. But Minecraft, which by the way, was the number one purchased game of all time, Tones. Tell us what you're thinking about Sandbox. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Should people be thinking about this? As I mean,
3: Johnny, I originally told you why I liked Sandboxes because it reminded me of Minecraft. And so that's why I got into it in the first place. So it's just just knowing what's big i used to play minecraft because it it just allows you to get into the creative side of your mind and so it allows you to really just escape the world and let you do what you want and that's kind of what sandbox does it allows you to connect with other people get out there and build what you want and do what you want and then you can go out there communicate with others play games and it's really going to be interesting to see how much more this can be expanded upon because like I feel like that this could really, really be a huge thing, especially in the future. Depending on how this goes, I feel like we could see possibly maybe multiple metaverses and stuff connecting. We could see a bunch of stuff being interoperable, and it'll be really interesting to see how games and stuff actually, uh, how game companies and stuff actually combine and use these NFTs to make so show. That you don't have to keep buying assets for all these games. They're going to be used for a majority of them, and it'll make you, it a lot easier. So that then you can rent them out and do what you want to possibly make that uh, that income that you want on the side, the passive income. Yeah, no
0: question about it, tones. I think gaming is gonna <clears throat> is gonna be big. Uh, so we will we will see how that plays out. And unfortunately, Southern Bubble, Southern Southern Lights just popped my bottle. Pete on the party. I didn't realize that that was a fake Gary Gensler. Thank you for making me aware of that, Southern Lights. I would not have known that if you didn't tell me. But Jenna, moving on, number four on the list, one of your favorites. We know it's tattooed on your hand. I just saw it. XRP on the list. It says here the token can facilitate near instant global transactions. At almost zero cost to the sender. This represents a major improvement on traditional finance, which typically takes days to confirm cross border payments and charges are a large premium for processing. Says the SEC case is expected to end in 2023 with XRP emerging as a legitimate cryptocurrency in the eyes of prosecutors. XRP could skyrocket in value after this point, which makes it. One of the best altcoins of 2023. Jenna, what are your thoughts of XRP in 2023?
1: Um, Yeah, no, I definitely think that once it's relisted after the SEC case and everything, um, I I think, you know, it wouldn't be crazy to see like a a $10 to $13 XRP after the case. Um, That's that's being like, you know, in my eyes, like modest, you know, Um, but I think in the future, Later is when we will see like those, you know, the institutional money that you're talking about start to flow in and we're talking like hundreds of trillions of dollars, you know, in like Nostro Vostro accounts and everything like that. So, but I think that that's later, but after this case, you know, it's going to be trusted. People are going to be able to like, okay, this is a good one. We know it's good. Like they're here for a long time and they're going to look at the tech and everything that, you know, Ripple is doing. So, um, you know, we're here for the banks and we want to be follow the money. Right. And then I just saw link and I know you're going to go to that, but I I agree with link as well. Um, You know, and you just said earlier in the beginning of the show, it's at a great price point. I think it was like floating a little around like $6 or something like that. But for people who don't know, like link is an OG project and um, is like one of the most widely used Oracle networks for powering hybrid smart contracts. So definitely, definitely a good one to be looking at.
0: Jenna is on top of her game. Absolutely. Number five on the list, Gonzo is Chainlink. It says it's a multi chain oracle that records data from multiple blockchains, and enables secure interoperability between different networks, and helping DApps to share and use data from various off chain sources. The oracle can be used to instantly share data that can be used at various applications such as DEXs. Um, so yeah, your thoughts on, you know, I agree with Jenna, but I'd love to get your thoughts, Gonzo on chain link. Are you, is this one of those that you got to have in your bags in 2023
2: or yeah. On it? yeah. I mean, I was accumulating at lower levels, bro. I was accumulating at the end of last year and at the beginning, not the beginning of this year, but at the end of last year, just because, you know, link. And I think I've talked about this before. It had a great bear market last time. Um, It went on a run, but we expected more in the bull run. So, um, but it had a great bear market last time. Kind of like what BNB is doing this time. And I think Quant is doing this time. They're having really good bear markets. Uh, But yeah, I mean, when you talk about the partnerships, like all you got to do is see one of those web patterns of all the uh, relationships or the partnerships that Chainlink has with all the different protocols. Because what it does is smart contracts can't, um, they don't have data on their own. So they have to have an Oracle to feed it data, right, and so that's that's why they have so many partnerships. But yeah, I'm super bullish on Link. You know, I, I've been accumulating it, uh, not recently because you know we're in the pump, but I, I, I was packing my bag at the uh, at the end of uh, last year, definitely.
0: Yeah, no question about it. That something you know we've been saying all along that these blockchains need to talk to each other. That data that needs to be shared and Chainlink and Quant and a few others are going to be doing that. Certainly one of those things that I think to enable this thing to blow up. For this to take off, just the way TCPIP did that for the internet back in the in the early, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, similar technologies have to happen here. That's why, again, it's exciting to be able to be in this so early. We don't know which horses are going to win the race, but as long as we got a few of them some bitches in the race, it's going to be a fun race to watch in the long run. But With that said, we're going to hop into our top story of the day. The World Economic, so articles coming out of the World Economic Forum, Re- says the world, uh, Davos says the World Economic, this came from a top um, a, a, a advisor, financial advisor who's at the conference, says the World Economic Great Reset. We all know that the World Economic Forum has been talking about the Great Reset uh, after COVID or the C word, I should say, oops. Great Reset could fail if crypto remains unregulated. General, let's hop into this and see what the hell he's talking about. So the World Economic Forum Great Reset Agenda will be under threat, he says, and could spectacularly fail if the cryptocurrency markets are not reined in through government regulatory framework, said Warren Nigel Green of the Devere Group. The the World Economic Forum annual meetup at Davos, which started, this was yesterday, will not succeed unless it advances cryptocurrency regulation. So he's beating the drum on regulation, saying if it doesn't happen, it's 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 then then the whole agenda is going to get cut, put on hold in terms of this whole great reset to the digital economy. CEO and founder of one of the largest financial advisors, asset manager, fintech organization. Uh, he says to, so. We know now the World Economic Forum is returning to its traditional slot in Davos, and what we what it does talk about there is Davos is dominated right now by the U.S., which is really interesting, Jenna, because we know that the U.S. has been the slowest to lead in crypto regulation or in crypto market, in crypto, I should say crypto innovation to start with. But it says here, records show that the 2,600 attendees are registered for the event include heads of states, business royalty, actual royalty, media honchos, academics from more than hundred countries. And of course, no regular people, right? So that's why folks, this is where all the stuff, the magic happens. Talks here, Jenna, about us crypto regulation to play a major role in the Great Reset, I found that ironic considering that the U.S. hasn't done shit yet. It says here, regulations applied in the U.S. will likely have the greatest impact on success of the Great Reset strategy, which aims to homogenize the global financial markets as part of its wider plans to create a one world order. Do you agree with that, Jenna? Do you think we need regulation to bring this whole Great Reset agenda into play?
1: Well, I think they would have to. Right. Like we were just talking about with the institutional money to be able to bring that in and, you know, get global adoption. I think we they would absolutely have to. So I think maybe at this meeting, you know, they're going to start putting the pressure on the U.S. to make sure that they start getting these regulations locked down. That would in my opinion.
0: Yeah, makes total sense. And he continues to go on to say, <coughs> Gonzo, he says here. Governments must take action rather than continue to discuss the possibility and blah, 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 blah of regulation of the crypto sphere. It Actually, these leaders assembled here at Davos must leave the WEF this week, return home to their governments who then need to insist that these financial regulators stop talking and begin to take action on regulating the cryptocurrency market. He says the time for endless platitudes on greater regulation scrutiny is over. Action is required, Gonzo. Do you agree with him that? Now is the time for regulatory action to start taking place in the crypto space?
2: Yeah, so I don't know if I agree, but this is what's happening, right? Like we all wish we lived in the perfect world of decentralization um, and and things like that. but that's what F- that's what the FTX thing was all about, right? Um, we knew that we were going to get Mark, you talked about this. We're going to get hammered by regulation and that's coming. And, and, and that's just the proof in the pudding right there what these guys are talking about, right? They're going to come in and they're going to hammer crypto. And at the same time, what you talk about all the time, Johnny, they're going to try to force feed us CBDC, right? Like, what do you say all the time, Johnny? Crypto bad, CBDC good, right? And that's the message. Yeah. There's your piece of paper that you always do. Right? Yeah. And so I I think we're just seeing that we knew that was coming and we're just seeing it to fruition. Right. We're, we're going to see it. And I'm not saying that I agree with it or that it's a good thing. I'm saying that it's going to happen. And so we're just going to have to stay on top of it and pivot where we can pivot and invest where we can invest and, and, and do what we can. Right um, to, yep. to all become financially free. Right. Cause there's going to be an opportunity. There's going to be, as they bring in the regulation and then they do all these things there, if you're in the space and you're on top of it, there's going to be an opportunity to make moves. I believe. I mean, that's why I'm here, but Johnny, I got to go, but I appreciate everybody. Love you guys. And I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Gonzo. guys.
0: Love you. Appreciate yeah. you. Gonzo. Thanks for hopping on and, and staying around. appreciate it, buddy. Yep. Thanks for filling in. All right, all right. So tones, we're going to continue on here. Green cited three reasons. Three reasons why the crypto regulation, uh, why crypto needs further regulations. Saying one, institutional adoption of crypto can only be successful if there's great trust in the space. I think we just talked about that, right? We just we just answered Cindy Cindy Math's question. This is why. Uh, We need that regulation so that the institutional money can come into it. uh, Brought into regulatory, if we bring it into the regulatory tent and held to the same standards as the rest of the system, that can happen. Two, he says the reason, uh, number two, there's no denying that greater scrutiny would help protect investors. As we know right now, they're scared as shit. And three, potentially, he says, potential long-term sustainability and economic boost to those countries which introduce it As crypto is widely regarded as the future of finance. So, kind of changing the game. He says here, um, Green says it's a workable international, is a workable internationally agreed upon and recognized regulatory framework, is sensible and doesn't hamper innovation or compromise the inherent nature of the digital assets. He says cryptocurrencies are here to stay and the market is only set to grow exponentially. Tones, do you agree with these three things he's talking about here? Do you believe that these are? reasons why we need crypto regulation
3: i mean they definitely are some of the reasons why we need regulation i mean they are the big three i mean just looking at that list can you pull that list up again johnny
0: yeah sure can
3: i mean starting off the first one was uh further regulation so that people can have trust i mean if we look at it there's nothing people are scared shitless because of everything that's been going on with everything that's been going on with the inside trading and everything do you think people really want to put money here when people don't know what they can trust they they feel like they're going to lose it all i mean it's just kind of crazy so i think we really need regulation to come and get people to actually realize that this is here to stay this isn't going away you don't need to be afraid of it because without the regulation people are afraid they're just going to get burned like we've seen so many times we've seen so many uh, companies become dysfunct now or, or they're gone. And so now we're just kind of re- reeling in the reins and understanding like there's a lot going on and there's a lot at play that we didn't know about. I mean, look at everything that happened with FTX. So, I mean, we need regulation here so that stuff like this doesn't happen, so that people feel like they're protected, so people feel like they can get in here and do what they want to do, invest how they want to invest.
0: Yep. And Jenna, he talks to here continues on. And I thought this was very fascinating. Three, he points to three global countries leading the work on crypto. Interesting. Number one, he calls the U.S., which I found. Ir- yeah, he says the most influential country globally when it comes to cryptocurrency and has a presence Davos is the U.S. The U.S. issued a directive for new regulatory framework for cryptocurrency in late 2022, following the directives from the Biden administration. This was given the SEC And the Commodities Exchange, uh, the new directive giving them power over the existing market regulators. And in its capacity, the SEC has been targeting such exchanges as Coinbase, Binance, and of course, XRP, the Ripple lawsuit. Um, Then he goes on to say China, so the second country, cryptocurrencies were banned outright in China in September 2021 following the crypto mining uh for bitcoin is being halted china has already run several pilot programs for its digital one however china classifies cryptocurrencies as the property for the purpose of determining inheritances only and the people of china have been forbidden from using crypto exchanges or crypto exchanges i should say are forbidden from operating in the country and then the third country he goes on to saying has the most impact would be the uk but their uk classes cryptocurrency as property and it's not legal tender cryptocurrency exchanges are required to register with the financial conduct authority in crypto derivatives trading is banked in the uk he says here in november 22 the bank of england announced its intention to launch a digital pound that would be issued alongside cash but currently there's no proposed date for their cbdc i found it interesting that he mentions these three countries as leading the work on regulation and i guess banning stuff is regulation but i'm curious to what your thoughts are on are these three you know do you see these three should these three be leading the world in cryptocurrency regulation
1: well, I mean, no, like they're so different, right? Like what they're yeah. doing. China's like, no, we want to keep you in your place. You're not gonna have shit, and you're gonna like it. And yeah. then, you know, you got the U.S. with their hands down their pants. They can't figure out what the to do. And then you have like the U.K. We're like, oh, no, this is this is just property, you know. And then over here, we're like, no, is is commodity. What what is it? So there's there's not any similarity there at all
0: unbelievable it's a complete mixed bag and that's why you're one why when i look at like one how the hell is anything supposed to happen when these Great. places and like all three of them are three different they're all going in three different directions
1: completely so i mean it, you know but, but it's good to know whenever a project is like registered in the uk like you know that okay so that's where it's at cool right mm-hmm. now it's safe you know and it, it really helps whenever you're looking at different projects just to know where are they based out of so that's something definitely pay attention to
0: yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. And When we talk about projects, we do want to talk to you guys about one of the projects that we got running right now that you guys are probably familiar with. We call this X-Royalty. It's our battle. It's, it's, it's Our battle is not against anybody but against ourselves. X-Royal NFT folks are on sale right now. You can go to the website. The link is below. <clears throat> X-Royalty. And this will bring you to uh, the XRP Cafe Where you can, you have a chance to be an XRP king or queen. You can pick up any one of these NFTs, and as we talked about earlier, that will give you guys, uh, depending on the tier or level that you buy, certain access to the academy. So if you're interested, we just again wanted to share that with you. You can go to Xr World or click on the link below. Come check out and you know these these NFTs that are available. Make sure you you when you click on them, you know you want to make sure that you look for ones that have the actual. You know, you want to make sure you click show the items for sale. and it says buy now. If it just says make offer, then you're buying it from somebody else. So you don't want to do that. Again, these will be priced in XRP. And again, if you want to get yourself one, certainly feel free to stop by and check that out. So with that said, I want to get to our last article of the day, Jenna. Iran and Russia want to issue <clears throat> a new stable coin backed by gold. The one and true only real currency. It says here, the potential stablecoin enables cross-border transactions instead of fiat currencies like using the dollar or the Russian ruble or the Iranian rial. The Central Bank of Iran is reporting cooperation with the Russian government to jointly issue a new cryptocurrency backed by our favorite shiny metal, gold. It says here that Iran is working with the Russia to create a token of the Persian Gulf that would serve as pay- a payment method in foreign trade. The token is projected to be issued in the form of a stable-backed gold. The stablecoin aims to enable cross-border transactions instead of fiat currencies. The potential currency would operate in a special econ- economic zone in the Astrakhan. I'm going to mess this up, Astrakhan, where Russia started to accept Iranian cargo shipments. Russian lawmaker Antov Takev says he stressed that the joint stablecoin project would only be possible once the digital asset market is fully regulated in Russia. The Russia Lower House of Parliament once again promised to start regulating crypto transactions in 2023. So, Jenna, what's your thoughts here? We finally have potentially a cryptocurrency that would be backed by one of the most trusted sources of, of well, what we would say is probably real money, gold.
1: Well, they absolutely should be. Um, I think that that's a very smart idea. But I'm pretty sure I just read that Iran's doing this, building that on um, using XTC. I, did you read that?
0: Uh, it doesn't go. I did check for that. I was trying to see what they were building on. It. it did not say. I didn't have it anywhere in there. But that would be interesting and not surprising to me. Seeing <laughs> XDC, that's another one of those where you want to make sure you've got one of those puppies in your bag for sure. Yeah, exactly. I
1: believe it is. Um, Fact check that for me. But I, I read a couple things on that yesterday about that being with XDC. So. Yeah. Will be, but um, this is a great idea. Like a stable coin should absolutely be backed by something. It has to be backed by gold. This is a great idea, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And he says here, Iran and Russia are among the countries that, ba- that ban the residents from using cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and stable coins like Tether for payment. And yet, at the same time, Iran and Russia are working actively to adopt the crypto tool for the countries themselves. So I find it very hypocritical that we see this happening in a lot of these countries Where the people can't use it, but the country themselves, the governments are actually using it. Very, very interesting. There he goes on to say, um, the regular, uh, the Bank of Russia historically opposed using crypto as payment method. Allowed to agree to foreign trade nation. The regular has never clarified which cryptocurrencies would be used for such transactions. But it looks like it's coming. Tones, you want to wrap
3: this up as we close out the day? Yeah, I mean, it just seems like they always tell us to do one thing and then we always have to do the opposite of what they're saying. So, I mean, it's just something to always pay attention to. Uh, Like I said before, you need to know where you're getting your information from. You have to know that you can trust it because information like this, if you went and did it, you could be, you could end up losing a lot of money. So you always want to pay attention to the opposite so that you can always be one step ahead.
0: That's how it works. My friends, as we always like to say, Warriors, I want to say thank you to Jenna, thank you to Gonzo, thanks to NFT Totes in the house. We'll see you again on the next one. Let's go.